If you're tired of the superficial and you're craving real conversation about life, relationships, fears, doubts, and the divine in the middle of it, this is the place for you. My name is Anna Dimmel, and I'm a blogger, writer, and former pastor. And it's my passion to build bridges, not walls, through honest, real conversation and connection. And I want that for you. This is the show that will help you do that and give you not only inspiration and connection, but will help you leave the superficial for good and form the real connections you're craving. Your story matters, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Hello there. Welcome to the Behind the Mirror podcast. I'm Anna Dimmel. I'm so happy you are joining us today. Today, we are talking all about the holiday season. We are talking about the stress, the overload, the anxiety. And I'm going to give you three little tiny tricks that I am learning to embrace this year of how to settle and quiet my soul and revisit the magic of this season and prepare myself for what's going to happen in the next year. And these three things are getting me through, and I hope that they will be an encouragement to you as well. Actually, I know they will because they are doing wonders for me so far. So this is a good episode. I'm glad that you jumped in and you're joining me on this one. This show is brought to you by Alice Ranker. Alice is a Patreon supporter of this show. She is just a treasured gift. And if you are interested in supporting this show, you can learn more about how to do that by going to my website, anadimmel.com, and click on the link Patreon. I am so loving connecting with you guys, and I'm so loving seeing how we are all journeying through this thing together. And I believe that as we are wrapping up 2019, that there's a lot of closure that we are finding. There's a lot of tying up of loose ends of all the inner work you've been doing, all of the soul searching you've been doing. This is where it all comes to a landing point. And before we break into the adventure of next year, Next year has a lot in store for you, has a lot in store for all of us, and I'm excited about what lays ahead for you in this next year. So I hope that this episode gives you a little bit of a roadmap as to how to land the plane in 2019 and prepare for takeoff in 2020. Without any further ado, here we go. friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I am sitting here in a crazy messy house with a thousand to-do lists, with a thousand pieces of gift wrap and kids gifts that I'm trying to hide and baskets of laundry that are overflowing around me because I record in my closet. So truthfully, I think this is the most messy my closet has been all year. I am I literally had to shove two baskets into the back of the closet just to make space for me to sit here and record and the clothes are still not in all the baskets. There are still piles around me. So this time of the year is busy. It's busy and it's hard and 
I hope that for the next half hour that we spend together, we can just find a little bit of peace in the midst of the chaos because I think that we all benefit from that. This time of the year, I tell you, it brings about a lot of emotion for me, and it also brings about a lot of anxiety. So I want to share with you a few of the things that I am practicing letting go of. Winter is an invitation to let go. It is where the trees let go of their leaves. It is where the flowers let go of their petals. It's where nature takes a pause and a breath and it says, the work has been done and now we pause. There's this beautiful rhythm in life of working and pausing, of working and pausing, of working and pausing. And for so many of us, we forget the pause. We work, we work, we rush, we rush, and then we forget that we need to pause. And if you are like me, when I do pause, my brain has a hard time pausing. So even though my body stops moving, my brain is still running a thousand miles a minute with everything that I have to get done. So it's almost like I punish myself and feel guilty for taking the pause. This year, I'm really trying to be mindful of my mental space and my physical space. And again, I think nature gives us a nod to that. When you look outside in the winter, if you're in a place where all the seasons are represented, everything looks really still. You know, the summertime, everything is green and the breeze is flowing and you see butterflies and you see birds and um, it, it looks very lively. And in the winter, it looks like everything is frozen, like everything just stops. When I look outside, it is giving me permission to remember what I tried so hard to remember last year, which is this is not the time of the year to run, 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 run. Your body is not wired for that. This is a time of the year where you pause, where you pause and you reflect and you go inward and you're still. It's interesting that a lot of people tell me this time of the year brings up so much pain and anxiety and stress. And the stress can be from simple things like financial pressure this time of the year, or the stress can be from family pressure, family obligations, family stuff, get-togethers, the relatives that you are anxious about seeing. Stress can come in all forms. Stress and anxiety do havoc on our bodies, and I know we've talked a lot about that on this podcast, but it's true. And this is the time of the year where we see that. We see how much stress impacts our bodies because by January, everyone's like jumping on the latest diet and jumping into the latest fitness routine because our bodies take a beating this time of the year. They just do. So when I think about being mindful, when I think about pausing in the midst of what feels like an impossible rat race, how do I do that? So I want to talk about some of those steps. And if you are a note taker, take some notes because this might be helpful for you as it has been for me. The first thing that I'm trying to be mindful of this year is saying no. I don't know what's wrong with so many of us this time of the year where we feel inherently guilty if we are not 
acting like Mother Teresa the whole month of December. But let me tell you, you have permission to say no. Now, doing volunteer acts of service are fantastic, and I applaud that you do them or that you think about doing them or feel like you should do them. That's great. But you have permission to say no to what you can't handle, to what you feel like your body doesn't want to do. If you don't want to go hand out food at a food shelter all night long, maybe you shouldn't this year. If you don't want to go to a family event that you're expected to be at, but your whole body feels like it's going to self-implode if you go, you don't have to go. If you don't want to do the family tradition that you've always done and it stresses you out to even think about doing it, you don't have to do it. Our bodies are constantly giving us clues as to what we need. Your soul doesn't always have a voice that we listen to. Your soul knows exactly what you need. Your soul is that part of you that's connected to the divine, that's connected to your path, your perfect next right thing. That is what your soul embodies. It knows. But our soul doesn't always have a voice that we tune into. And so it uses things like our bodies to get our attention. So I'm inviting you into this mindset during these next few weeks of listening to your body because your body is in tune with your path. Your body is in tune with what's right for you. Your body is in tune with your soul and its journey. So. As you go throughout this season, learning to tune into your body, learning to listen to what it wants is huge and challenging (laughs) because there may be things that you don't want to do, but yet your guilty conscience is going to like torment you over not doing them. So this year, I want you to practice listening to your body listening to what it wants, what it doesn't want. Pay attention. Like if you are invited to go somewhere and you're internal response feels like nausea or feels like a pounding headache or feels like you're choking, don't go. If your body's internal response to this family event that you're expected to be at and your whole body shakes and you feel panicky just thinking about the pressure of having to be there, maybe you go for half as long as you went last year. And you slowly over time back your way out of this commitment. There are so many answers to what your body's trying to tell you. The key to remember is that you don't have to do anything you don't want to. You are not trapped. There is always a way out. There is always an option to say no. And if you're listening to this and you're like, "Uh, no, there's not. My mother would kill me. Okay, let her kill you. Or, no, there's not an option. You don't understand. This is, we are a Dimmel family, and Dimmels always do this. Well, maybe you're the first one that doesn't. Nobody's going to die if you don't do what you've always done. May they get uncomfortable? May they be like, what's happening? Okay. Then they'll get over it. Listen, life is too short for you to run yourself ragged during such a magical, beautiful, spiritual time simply for the fact of it's always been done. So stress has always been done. Anxiety has always been done. Does that mean we need to keep doing it? No, it doesn't. 
You have permission to say no. Okay, that was that was our first little little thing on our list. Pay attention to your body and give yourself permission to say no. Okay, the second thing. Practice healthy boundaries. And you could say this is an offshoot of the first one and it probably is, but give yourself permission to have boundaries and practice implementing them. Boundaries are so powerful. And I got to tell you, this year is the first time I set a boundary with a family member. It's so funny how it normally would have given me anxiety, but this year it gave me anxiety to not set the boundary. That's a change, right? Like that is, that's some good inner work happening. I'm really actually happy about this, but I, I just knew like, I have to set this boundary and I'm not a conflict person. I don't enjoy conflict, um, especially if it's with people I love because I'm such an empath. I feel what they feel. And so if I'm going to make someone else feel uncomfortable, then I feel their uncomfort. And then that's just too much discomfort in one space. So I tend to avoid that. I do not enjoy that. However, I am learning to protect my comfort inside my space, inside my precious temple that I carry with me everywhere I go. And this was a boundary that needed to be set. And it included a family member that I did not want in my home. And that alone, saying that right now, I feel a tinge of anxiety because that sounds like, oh my gosh, Anna is really testing the waters (laughs) on this one, like disinviting someone who does that. Well, I do. And I will tell you why. Because I control the environment in my home. I set the tone of the temperament in my home. I get to choose whether you're at my table or not. And if being at my table, you bring a bunch of baggage and a bunch of anger and hatred and bigotry, you are not sitting at my table because I can choose who sits at my table. The world outside my front door, I cannot control. But what is inside my house, this is my sanctuary, this is my safe place, and everyone who's in my home trusts me to make this a safe place. And if somebody is going to threaten that safety, they are not welcome. It may sound harsh, and I don't think I could have done this last year, but this year, this is where I've landed. My boundaries are loud and firm this year because I'm taking back my space. You guys, so much of this year in this journey that I've been on and that we've been on, we've all been in together, has been on this inner work stuff, this inner child healing stuff, this finding your voice again, finding your connection with spirit and learning to trust it and follow it and finding who you are meant to be. Part of that process includes protecting it. And for some reason, everyone seems to give up their rights to protect it through Christmas. And I feel like it should be the opposite. This time of the year, we celebrate this precious divine spirit of divine love. We celebrate this gift that came in a tiny baby, the most humble, unexpected thing that showed the whole world what love really looked like, that showed the whole world that God is not an outcasting God. God is not a God of 
them versus us or not measuring up or not being good enough or not being religious enough. Like God is not that. That is what this pure baby who grew up showed us. And so this should be the time of the year that we are loud about those things, not quiet. So much pressure happens around Christmas. And I and I think that it's, you could argue it's commercialism. You could argue that it's religion. You could argue that there's a lot of competing factors in why this has become such a monstrosity. But the thing is, is that really, for me, Christmas is about togetherness. Christmas is about, oh, holy night. The stars are brightly shining. Even that phrase is filled with wonder and excitement and pause and holiness and sanctity. Like, there's a reason children get excited this time of year, and it isn't just the presents. It's the magic of it. It's the Christmas lights. It's the stories. It's the nativity scene. It's Santa. It's, you know, kids find magic in just about anything you hand them this time of year. They get it. They get that there is something magical about this season. And I think as adults, we we lose touch with that and we instead gravitate towards this panic anxiety mode of all the pressure that we self-impose and allow others to impose on us. But what if we removed that? What if we sat down and took all of that off for just a moment and paused and allowed ourselves to tap into some of that, that magic, that holy night when the stars are brightly shining. What if we did that? It's something that I hope I can pass down to my children. It's not the hustle and bustle and crazed thing. It's the pause. It is the stillness. It is the wonderment of the divine. That is what I want to pass down. And I see the divine in them. I see the divine in you. I see the divine in me. This time of the year is when we should be pausing and honoring that. Do you know how amazing it is that you carry a soul being inside of your body? Your body is just the vehicle for your soul. It is amazing the depth, the wisdom, the emotion, the spirituality that your soul carries. I think that's why we enjoy those of us who are spiritually minded people. We like looking someone in the eye because you can catch a glimpse of that. You see into their soul. You see into that spirit side of them. You recognize the divine in them. And that's what I want to focus on this year is pausing and recognizing that divine in me, the divine in you, the divine in our children, the divine in this next generation coming up behind us. Like this is where we should pause. The work has been done. You cannot do any more than you've already done. This year is winding down. 2019 is coming to a stop. The work 
has been done. You have permission to lay down the thing and rest. You have permission to let go and let fall what needs to fall. This is not the time to scavenge and hoard and gather and hunt and kill and pack up your little tree of acorns. It's not that time. This is a time where we open our hands and we trust, where we choose to be still and know that this whole thing isn't all resting on our shoulders. The burdens you carry aren't just yours. The whole universe is on your side. The whole heavens are cheering for you. There are other players in this game of life other than you. You are not solely responsible for your family's happiness. You are not solely responsible for your children's happiness. You are not solely responsible to take care of everything that is on your plate. There are bigger hands at work. Be still and know that the universe will pick up the other half. There's that passage in scripture where it talks about being co-laborers with Christ. And and I used to have a different, obviously a different view on that years ago than I do now, although they are very similarly threaded. That passage has always reminded me that it's not up to me. And I thank God for that because I grew up in an environment where it was very much taught from a pulpit that it is up to you to decide if you're going to sacrifice yourself for Jesus Christ or not. And if you don't, well, you're damned to hell. So, you know, this idea of a co-laborer didn't quite match up with what I was being taught. And now, and even back then, that always brought me comfort because I knew, yeah, I don't think this whole thing is up to me. I really don't. I really think the whole idea of being still and knowing is that you're not in this game by yourself. And it isn't that you just have this like God figure standing next to you, watching every move you make and encouraging you to make the good decision, like the angel on one shoulder, the devil on the other shoulder. It's not like that. It's not be still and know you've got a conscience. No, it's be still and know it's not all up to you. It's not. There is a weight that is carried by by the divine, not by you. And that whole co-laboring thing, it resonates with me because that is the picture I see, is that you are on your path. You have your purpose. You have packed inside of that divine light, inside of your being, your soul, has a journey it's on. It has a mission it wants to accomplish. It has a purpose. It has a drive. But that precious light in you isn't going at this whole undertaking by itself. It has the whole divine universe backing it up. So every step it takes, there's an even bigger force of light taking an even bigger step. 
every step your soul journeys closer, closer, inch by inch to where it's meant to be, the divine universe is moving at an even faster pace. Do you see what I'm getting at? You're not alone. And I get that this time of the year can make us feel that way. It can make us feel isolated. It can make us feel less than. It can make us feel a sense of loss. And especially if you're if you're going through loss of community or loss of family or divorce, family strained stuff, like I get it. It can feel heavy and hard. But you are not in this alone. You're not. And this season is an invitation into that space where we pause and we recognize the divine inside of us and the divine outside of us. They're co-workers. They're working hand in hand, side by side. And every time you try to take it on by yourself, you're swimming against the current. But when you let go and you realize you're not in it alone, And you can give yourself permission to pause, to say no, to set boundaries, to protect that soul being inside of you. That's when magic happens. That's when spirit gets excited. That's when things start aligning. I am not by any means wanting to tell you that I feel completely at peace this time of year because I don't. It is a day-by-day stretch for me. But the third thing on my list, which is a perfect segue into this, is self-care. And I think all three of these things blend together to be self-care. But self-care is where you allow space to do the inner work, where you allow space to veg out, where you allow space to sit under a blanket if you need to and watch hours of binging your favorite show. Like, self-care means I care enough about me, the divine in me, to pause and stop. (laughs) Pause and stop. The work will get done. The to-do list will get checked off. And if a few things fall through the cracks, no one's going to die, I promise. Like, literally, I promise, because a lot of balls have dropped in my corner over the last... uh, Hmm. probably eight or nine months, I've dropped a lot of balls. And you know what? No one is dying. No one is dying. I I missed a party at my kid's school. Totally missed it. Didn't go. Uh, it's never happened. In my 16 years of being a mom, I've never missed a party. Missed one. Totally missed it. And you know what? My kids didn't die. They still had a good time. The show went on. They told me all about it when they got home. Okay, looky there. I missed a doctor's appointment for another kid, and I felt like a total lame-o mom. Again, that has never happened. That was a first that happened recently. And you know what? We rescheduled it. The earth did not fall apart. The sky did not crumble. We rescheduled, and we went on a different day. You see, there's this pressure that tells us if we forget something, or if we don't do something, if we miss something, everything's going to fall apart. But I don't think that's true. So you're a little bit late. So you don't do this because you need a night off. 
The world is not going to fall apart. And I can hear some of you just being like, but Anna, but Anna, you don't understand these people. They depend on me. You know what? They're big boys and girls. They'll figure it out. If you can't do what they're depending on you to do, they're going to find someone else to do it. They are capable of that. It does not all rest on you. Set the thing down. Let it go. Follow the lead of the trees and let your leaves go. This is how we ready ourselves for a new year. This is how we ready ourselves for the next chapter. This is how we hit the reset button. We let go. We don't carry the old into the new. We set all the things down. We let them all go. And we trust the divine in us to show us what we bring with us into the next year. My hope and prayer for all of you this year is that you will be still and that you will know that you are not in this thing alone. You never have been. Go in peace. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed the conversation today. You can find my blog and links to my Instagram and Facebook account on my website at justajesusfollower.com. I hope you join us next week for another raw, honest conversation. In the meantime, go in peace and know that you are enough.